This is the Christian Fix Podcast with the Reverend Michael Thompson. Listen and be blessed. Father, help your children and don't let them fall by the side of the road and teach them to love. The Bible says many waters cannot quench love, neither can flood drown it. I greet you this morning in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, trusting that we're all aware in the Lord. Amen, church? Today I am saddled with the task of preaching the word of God to you from the text 1 Corinthians 13, 1 to 13. And I hope as I preach this morning, your hearts will be blessed. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Most righteous, heavenly Father, almighty God, we bless your name today. We thank you that we could be in the house of God, lifting you and I, Lord, as we worship you and honor you. And Lord, as your man's servant, I pray that today that you will anoint me afresh and that you will empower me through your Holy Spirit that I will preach thus say the Lord without fear and without favor. Take over right now, mighty Jesus. Hide me behind the cross. Let them not see me, let them see the cross. And let them see you high and lifted up. Take over right now. In Jesus' name, I ask that pray. Amen and amen. As I said before, my message is from the text, 1 Corinthians 13 verses 1 to 13. And my sermon title today for you is Embrace the Transforming Power of Love. I just want you to just turn to your neighbors and say, Embrace the Transforming Power of Love. Because today I will be preaching to you about the love, the love of God. Amen, church? So the main idea from this text, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 to 13, is without love, you have nothing. Without love, you have nothing. But before I preach, I want to take you to a journey. I call it the historical context of the text. Just a setting and a background of the text. And I want you to listen to me carefully before I begin to preach in depth this morning. The book of the Corinthians was written by the Apostle Paul. This letter was sent to the Corinthian church in Corinth. 
This church had diverse issues of problems. It had a behavioral problem than a doctrinal one. The Corinthian church, the most problem it had, or the most serious problem it had, was it was worldly. It was a worldly church, and it was full of sin and unrighteousness, my friends. I want you to stay with me on the last historical context that I will preach from, from this text, is the Corinthian church was more about spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts was a big thing in the Corinthian church in the time of Paul, such as tongues of men and angels. They were highly regarded in that Corinthian church. Prophecy was also a big thing. Wisdom was a big thing. Knowledge was a big thing and discernment. So when it comes to the gifts of the Holy Spirit in that Corinthian church, my friend, it was a big thing. So that is the context. So I have this morning for you an outline that I prepare from this text as I preach and I want you to listen again carefully, my friends. In this book of the Corinthians, chapter 30 is located our place between chapter 12 and chapter 14. And there is something significant and important about displacement. Sometimes when we read the Bible, we have to look at the location and you will see the importance or the significance of the text. Here, my friends. Chapter 12 dealt with the spiritual gifts. So Paul dealt with the spiritual gifts in chapter 12. And in chapter 14, Paul addresses tongues, my friends. Because as I said to you, the spiritual gifts in this church was very big. And tongues was a big one. Even up to today's, in today's world, tongues is a very big spiritual gift. Some of the churches is big and the spiritual gift of tongues. But in chapter 13, it dealt with relationships. Paul dealt with relationships through love. And I want to haste and say to you today, relationships through love is more important than the spiritual gifts. My friends, and my first outline is, one, the diverse building up of the church. In chapter 13, from verses 4 to 9, Paul dealt with the relationship of building up the church. So, as I said before, at the end of chapter 12, Paul closes and said, And yet I will show you the most excellent way. And this excellent way is about love, my friends, this morning. So we are going to be looking in depth when it comes to love. Love has gone from our churches today, my friends. You walk in some churches, there is so much animosity. There is so much lack of love in our churches. We pay attention to other things. That was what was happening in this Corinthian church. 
They were big and the spiritual gifts. The external spiritual gifts. The miraculous spiritual gifts. All of these things, the gifts that brings excitement. But it was lacking in love. And it is still happening today. In our churches, we pay attention to those things. Who can speak in tongues more? Who has the gift of healing? And these are the things that matters to us, some of us in our churches today. So Paul had to address this church. As I said before, in my historical context, it was a church mirrored with a lot of problem, diverse problem, problem all over the place. Because the priorities was wrong, my friends. So this morning, let us look at the most excellent way, and that excellent way is love. The Bible, exp the Bible expresses four kinds of love. And I want to go through these four love, give you a definition of these love. And I want you to listen to me carefully. Because the question will ask, what is love? And what is not love? Paul addresses it, as I said, in verse 4 to 9. So the Bible expresses these four love here, my friend. Eros. Eros is a sexual love. It is intimate love. Storch. It is family love. Phyllis. It is brotherly love. And the last one, and that is the one I want to focus on, the agape love. The love of God. The divine love. So here Paul is encouraging, encouraging the Corinthian church to express our practice, the agape love, the love of God, my friends. And in our churches today, we must, we must express and we must practice and we must describe to one another the agape love. Amen, church? The church here, as I said, had so many problems that love was not on top of the list. The love that I will speak to you today, as I said before, is the agape love, the love of God. And let me start with first four years this morning in this text, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 to 13. Here Paul started out and said, love is patient. So this is a description of the agape love. And if you replace love with Christ, you will see what I'm talking about because Christ is love. Our God is love. So Paul started out in verse when he said that love, when he addressed what is love, love is patient. Oh my God, sometimes some of us are so impatient with one another in our churches, at our home, school, workplace, everywhere, all over the world. There is impatience. And this impatience can lead to murder. 
all kind of sinful things. So the love that Paul is encouraging us today, as I encourage you, Bethany, today to practice this love, is the agape love, and it is patient. So love is patient. Love is blind. Love does see no color. Love does see money. Love does see possession. Love is kind. So here, as I said, if you remove love and put Christ here, it is said, Christ is kind. My friends, and Paul went on and said, it does that what? Envy. The love that Paul is talking about in this text of 1 Corinthians 30, that this love does not envy. Sometimes we are in church and we envy our one another. Our brothers and sisters, my friends. So Paul is saying to us today that this love that he's talking about and encouraging the church to practice, it does not envy. He went on and he said, this love does not boast. So if you find yourself boasting, you don't have love and you don't have Christ. My friends, he went on and he said, this love is not proud. Some of we proud like a peacock. We walk and we chase them out of the ear. We are not humbled. And Paul is saying in this church, humble yourself. It's not about proudness. God pulled down the proud and elevated the humble. Hmm. Paul went on again and he said, this love does not want this and others. You know much of us go out on road and we dishon our brothers and sisters, we gossip them and we chat them. And we chat all kind of things about them. We chat with pastor, we chat the JBU, all kind of things we do. Paul is saying, this love does not this and others. You elevate and you lift up, you honor others and you lift them up. Hallelujah, church. Amen. Hallelujah. Paul said, This love is not what? Self seeking. Too much self seeking people come to our churches. It's all about yourself. You don't care about nobody else. You care about yourself alone. The love of God, this agape love that Paul is talking about, the love of Christ, he does not sell, seek. My friends, it is not easily angered. So this love does not easily angered, my friends. This love keeps no record of wrongs. Amen, church. This is a difficult one. But with Christ within us, with the Holy Spirit operating within us, we can practice it. Love is not supposed to have no record of wrongs. It must, love is about forgiveness. So I pray to you this morning that we will practice this love, my friends. Paul went on, my friend, 
And he says here, love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. Let me say this again. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. Love is about truth. So if you love somebody, tell them the truth. Love always protects. So if you love, you will protect. It's always about trust. If you love, if you love someone, you trust them. It's always about hope. When you have love, you have hope, my friends. And it's always about perseverance. So I'm saying to you, this is the sketch. This is the blueprint of the Acape love as Paul addresses the Corinthian church. He, in chapter 12, spoke about the gifts that you have been given the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But he realized that the church reached a position that is all about the gifts. And there was a lack of love inside of that Corinthian church. And I'm saying to you, you can fall in that place because many churches today, nowadays, is still in that position. They lord the gifts of the Holy Spirit and there is no love for one another in the church. Mm. Paul went on. And from the King James Version, he will say charity, but the NIV says love. Charity is love. So love, never feel it. But whether there be prophecy, this is first, this is verse 8. Love never feel it. But whether there be prophecy, they shall feel. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. So Paul is addressing this and saying, no matter all the gifts you have, if you not have love, you have nothing, my friends. So love is number one priority. So nobody is superior than another one. You're on the same level, you're equal. This agape love, let us see one another as equals. Not we are better than each other or one another, my friends. We use this love to make things work in this world, my friends. The gifts is given in a diverse matter but from the same spirit, my friends. So although we get the diverse gifts, it's from the same spirit, my friend. Love is the defining factor of Christianity. You can't say you're Christian, are you not love? And the people in the world is looking out for that. You can't dress like Parker Ram in your white clothes or your three-piece suit and tie. And you pass them and you have no love for them. And you go to church and say you're a Christian. Hmm. 
Love is the defining factor of Christianity. Do you want to see a true Christian? See how much they love. My friends, that is what determines if you are Christian or not. Love is the key measure of life. If you go around and you have no love, you're a miserable person. You're tormented, you're wretched. People without love just walk around and they're like that. No abiding place. That is what the lack of love does to you. Love is the key. When you don't love somebody, you relate to them in a hostile way. But when you love somebody, you're so calm and affectionate and you're, and, and, and you're so beautiful to them. But when you don't love them, there's aggression and animosity. Amen, church. Love is the key, as I said before, to everything. This text, 1 Corinthians 30, embodies Christ himself. I said it before. You could replace where love is and put the word Christ. And that is what Christ is. My friends, without love, you are not Christ. And this text, as I said before, in first one, when Paul began this text, he said, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, I have and I have not charity or love from the NIV. I am become as sounding brass or a, a tinkling cymbal. You're nothing. You're hollow. You're nothing at all. We don't love, my friends. And I want to say to you this morning, this agape love that I'm talking about, you can't define this love. You can't put a meaning to it. We must practice this love. You can only practice it. You just have to practice this agape love and then describe it to somebody. Amen, church? Amen. The second outline I want to look at this morning to you, Church of Bethany, the kind of love, and this is the agape love, the love of God. And listen to this love that I'm talking about, because this is, is, this is the exact love that Paul is talking about in 1 Corinthians 13. Love that comes without being loved in return. Some of us won't love unless somebody loves we. But this love that I'm talking to you about this morning, that you must develop and practice as a Christian, is a love that what? Loves without love in return. You love them with the love of God. My friends, it went on to love that does not look on faces. This love. The agape love that Paul is talking about, the love of God, it does not look at faces. So you're not for black, you're not for brown, you're not for white. You know, in Jamaican terms, we say, we're not watching no fears. This love not watch no fears. This love is pure. So it does not 
watch any fears. This love is for everyone. That is the love that Paul is encouraging this church to do. And the third one, as we look at the agape love, is the love that what? Does that wait to be loved in order to love. So you don't have to wait. Remember, wait and see your move, see what you are doing. This is not the love of eras, the sexual love, the intimate love. Let me wait and see. You know, you quote one another. Let me wait and see. This love does not what? Wait to be loved in order to love. It just love. And as Christians, if we are going to impact the world, and if we are going to impact our community better, that's the type of love we must have. The agape love, we must show it to our neighbors, we must show it to our friends, we must show it to our enemies, we must show it to our church brothers and sisters. Amen. Mm. My friends, this love, this is how love works, my friends. Christ is love. It is a self-giving process. You have to deny yourself. You have to make some sacrifices. My friends, what I am telling you about, if you don't have love or you're not practicing this love, you're not going nowhere, you will not see the kingdom of heaven. Hmm. This is serious, my friends. In the Corinthian churches, it was all about spiritual gifts, not relationships, or the love of humanity. The love of humanity should be on top of the list. Humanity is God's first love. And some of us love other things over human. We love a car, we love a house, we love money. Some of we love all even we animal or dub animals over humans. The love for humanity trumps everything. It is above everything, my friends. Hallelujah. External spiritual things like speaking in tongues, prophecy. Wisdom and knowledge and discernment was, was a beat all in the Corinthian church. My friends, love is not just a mere show. Because in that Corinthian church, it was about show who can speak into tongues more, who can prophesy more, who has wisdom more, who has knowledge more. And who have discernment more than I might have when it comes to today's church. And maybe Paul never put that in. Who have more money. That's what it was all about, my friend. A show. Love transforms. That is what love does. It transforms your hearts to make you become a better citizen. That the welfare of the human race will be better. Amen, my friends. 
Love is greater than tongues. Prophecy, wisdom, knowledge, and discernment. I used to tell you that love is better than what? Speaking in tongues, prophesying, wisdom, knowledge, and discernment. Love is better than money, too. My friends. Hmm. Hallelujah. So today, I am saying to you, let us practice this love. And the next point that I want to bring to your attention from this outline, from this text, 1 Corinthians 13, is the greatness of love. Look at it here. Love motivates God to save us through his son, Jesus Christ, through his salvation plan. Because God loves us so much, he created a salvation plan for us, humanity. John 3, 16 said it best. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish or should not perish, but have everlasting life. So God said him only, as we will send Jamaican terms, he only take a take a son. He will only be gotten to die for us because he will love us so much. So that shows how important love is. Then also in Romans 5, verse 6 to 8, it said here, For when we were yet without strength, as some text will say, when we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So let me read this one from the King James Version. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet, pre-adventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commanded his love towards us. In that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5, verse 6 to 8. I want to say to you this morning, to my friends, the greatest commandment is love. When Christ was doing his ministry, the Pharisees asked him the question, are the scribes, Ask him the question, which love is the greatest command? Which commandment? Pardon me, which commandment is the greatest commandment? And he said, love. Love God. And love man. So love God with all your heart. And love your neighbors as you love yourself. So love is the greatest commandment, my friend. And I want to say the Apostle Paul also in Corinthians, in the same first Corinthians 6, 6, and verse 11, address is something that is very important, friends, and I want you to listen to it here. Paul used six words to show how important is love and that we are all equal. Paul said, and such were some of you. We were sinners too. And I said, I said love now, have no fears. You must love the sinners too. Because sometimes as Christians, we skin up our face and the sinners, and we have no love for sinners. 
How we behave like we weren't sinners before. So Paul is reminding the Corinthians and he said, and such were some of you. So we must express love, my friends, because we were sinners too. So my friends, this morning, let me apply this text, 1 Corinthians 13, to what we should do in our lives today. This text, as I said, was written by the Apostle Paul. So the text is encouraging us to what? Love Christ. Because what? Love is Christ. It's all about Christ, 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 and Christ. Nothing else. Christ is love. If you don't love, you don't have Christ. And you can't have Christ and not love. My friends, so they go hand in hand. Love one another. Humanity is on top of the list for God, so humanity must be on top of the list for Christians. And it no matter if you are a sinner. Paul says, if you are bond, a bond slave, whatever you are, the love of God reaches you. So as Christians, we must practice this love, the agape love, the love of God. My friends, remember, love is the most what? Enduring thing you can ever find. Love is what? Everlasting. Love is eternal. And the final application this morning, do not put anything above love. I want you hearing me, what I am saying, Bethany, this morning, and I will say it again. Do not put anything above love. Love, it's all about love. The scripture said, love what? Washes away a multitude of sin. Or covers a multitude of sin. That is what love does. When you have love, sin cannot survive. The wild reason why the Corinthian church was so sinful and unrighteous is because they lack Love. So I'm telling you what we need in this world today is love. And, my, and, in, and in conclusion, as I wrap up, Christ died for us at Calvary. That expresses great love. Listen, the Bible teaches us that Christ knew no sin. And he came and he died for sinful people like me. And you, what greater love than that you can find? Somebody dying for you and unlike your evil, you were like an angel. You were without sin like him. We were sinful and was on the part of condemnation. And the Bible teaches anybody in Christ if you accept Christ, there is no condemnation. My friends, so no greater love than Christ dying for us. As Christians, we must love like Christ. Christ loved everybody. He loved humanity, as I said, he came and he died. Unconditionally, Christ loved humanity. My Christian friends, 
the agape love we must remember the, the, that we must operate in the agape love remember we didn't deserve salvation my friends none of us deserve salvation but God loves us that he gave us a salvation plan an escape route to prevent us to be to go to damnation, to a fiery pit in hell, my friends. So he sent his begotten son. So this morning, my friends, as we are about to leave and go back to our separate homes, go to work, wherever we are, remember love, remember the agape love. Love is Christ. And you must practice it. You must describe it. It is the defining factor of your Christian journey, of your Christian life. You have no love in your heart. You have, you, you have not Christ. You will not enter through the pearly gates. You will not enter into the kingdom. So this is a warning, my friends. So now, make it become a mere show. Like, you know, this Christianity of yours is about a show. Because it will be in vain. If you don't develop this love in your hearts or practice it, my friends, your Christianity will be in vain. So, don't be like the church at Corinth. That was big on the external spiritual gifts, what it can do, and had no love. Practice love first, and then the external gifts will blossom, and they will see that you I are a true Christian. I thank you this morning for listening to the word of God. And I hope that the world will bless your heart. Amen and amen. Just listen to the Christian Fix podcast with the Reverend Michael Thompson. Join us next week for another episode.